0: Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Sooners Podcast, we've got some wide receiver issues to talk about. We've got a big time recruit that made a commitment over the weekend, little news that got lost in the college football Saturday that was, and we'll talk about the polls and where Oklahoma stands in the latest coaches poll and AP Top 25, and give you my reactions to that. All of that and more here on the Locked On Sooners Podcast, your team every day. Coming up on today's episode of the Lockdown Sooners Podcast, we've got a recruiting commitment to talk about something that happened over the weekend with all the other things that have been going on. We haven't really had a chance to discuss it. We've got some wide receiver things we got to discuss and where Oklahoma stands in the latest AP and coaches top 25. All that on today's episode of the Lockdown Sooners Podcast, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners wire at usatoday.com and just kind of finishing up our discussion on the Oklahoma Sooners win against the West Virginia Mountaineers. We talked a lot about Spencer Rattler over the last couple of days. And I mean, I think it's something that continues to need to be talked about. You know, Lincoln Riley basically said, you know, he's got the support of the locker room. He's got the support of the coaching staff. He's not concerned about what it would what all of the potential distractions could lead to because of this, we want Caleb chance or the booze, things of that nature. I mean, if you, if you go back and watch his post or his uh, press conference from Tuesday, that's pretty much really all he had to say about it. You know, he's still very confident in this team. He thinks that they're going to be able to get their offensive line together. They're going to be able to work out some of the kinks in the armor as they continue down big 12 play. One thing I do want to touch on though is the wide receiver position. Now, I feel like it's a great thing that each of the first four weeks, you've had a different wide receiver kind of take the lead as the leading receiver in the game. Now, against Western Carolina, Mario Williams didn't necessarily lead the Sooners in receiving yards, but he had the most receptions. But by halftime, still working with the starters, he had led the Sooners in receiving uh, yards with like 48 or 49, had four receptions. Uh, But each of the first four weeks of the season, it's been a different guy leading the team. So for week one, it was Marvin Mims, week two against Western Carolina, Mario Williams, week three at Jaden Hazelwood, stepping up and taking the lead. And then last week against West Virginia, it was Michael Woods. Now, I think that's a great thing. Like you have that much diversity in your in your offense among your pass catchers, and it's gonna make it really, really difficult to to stop uh, from the opposing defenses perspective. We've talked about it a lot on the show and in, in the buildup in, in our preseason preview that having the depth that they have at wide receiver is really going to help them throughout the season because teams aren't really, aren't really going to know how to match up. And then you talk about a guy like Theo Weiss, when he comes back, it's going to make it even more difficult. Uh, but one thing I'd, I think is a problem and I'm not sure how to address this necessarily if you're the Oklahoma Sooners, but where's Marvin Mims gone? I mean, he had five catches in the first game. He's had five catches since leaving the Oklahoma Sooners in week one. Now, Arguably, he's your best wide receiver on the team. He certainly led the Sooners in receiving last year on limited opportunities. You know, he was fourth in snaps amongst wide receivers and was second in targets, but finished with the most yards and tied with the O.E.s for the most catches. This is a guy that is supposed to take another step forward. Moving into the slot, excuse me. Now, part of me wonders that in that move to the slot, our team's using a linebacker and a nickel corner to use some double coverage bracket him a little bit take him away from the game plan without the the benefit of the all 22 it's hard to say that um you know this is what some people have been saying but i think they got to figure out a way to get the ball in his hands he's too dynamic of a player to have two targets in a game especially a tight game when you need some plays you need some big plays now it's great that you know in in his absence, that you know, Mario Williams—not say absence, but in his lack of production, Mario Williams and Michael Woods and Jaden Hazel would have each stepped up. But he's still the guy. He's still supposed to be the guy that takes that step and is the lead receiver for the Oklahoma seniors in 2021. And so, I'm just curious about what they're going to do to get him more involved. You know, if I if I had to ask a question to Lincoln Riley, that'd be the question I would ask: Is what's going on with Mar- Marvin Mims? What are you seeing on film that? teams are trying to do to take him away is it just not a concerted effort to get him the ball in the slot which to me would be a bit of a concern because he's a good player after the catch you know he's not a player like CeeDee lamb or marquise brown but he can make some things happen after the catch um you know you look at the the target distributions over at pro football focus and you know he's fourth in targets Jaden hazelwood leads the team with 24 targets michael woods comes in with 21 and mario williams with 21 and they're tied obviously and Marvin Mims way back there with 13. You know, he, he didn't have a touchdown this season. Uh, hasn't really had much say in the passing game since week one. And I, I just think that that's something that they got to figure out. They got to figure out a way to get the ball in his hands somehow. Now, they're I feel like they're doing a really good job at getting the ball to Mario Williams, to uh, Michael Woods and Jaden Hazelwood. They're like scheming opportunities for these guys but you're not seeing as many opportunities kind of schemed up for Marvin Mims. You know, they're, they're not running a ton of bubble screens to Marvin Mims. They're not running these short crossers to him very often where he gets an opportunity to, to make a guy miss and, and work up field. You're just not seeing them do that much with him. Now are they trying to save him for big 12 play and really unleash him? It's hard to say, but in these games that have been so close and they've been so tight, you'd think that they would try to figure out a way to get the ball in one of their better playmakers hands. That just hasn't seemed to be the case since week one. So, so to kind of keep an eye on it as they you know, go to Kansas State and they play in Manhattan this weekend, are they going to be able to figure out a way to get Marvin Williams a little bit more involved? Otherwise, you love what you're seeing from the wide receiver group. I mean, you have three guys with 20 plus targets. I'd like to see them work in the tight ends a little bit more. You know, Austin Stogner, Braden Willis, you know, Austin Stogner's only got 13 targets this season. Seven catches. Um, you know, Jeremiah Hall's got eleven targets, which is great. I mean, he's going to be somebody who's used somewhat more in, infrequently than Austin Stogner. But there's no reason that they can't get him more involved in the passing game. But I mean, that's just kind of just nitpicking, looking for some ideas. I mean, the short passing game until they're able to fix the offensive line, the short passing game is going to be what gets them through. They're going to need to figure out a way to get these guys the ball in the short to intermediate part of the field because they're just not hitting anything downfield right now. It's not consistent. It's often not there, it's covered. And you don't want Spencer Rattler forcing situations. That's the problem we're running into, right? Is that Spencer Rattler oftentimes is trying to make a big play happen when it's not there because there's double coverage, there's triple coverage. And you know last year, a lot of those things worked out. He was able to get the ball you know, over the top of the safeties and beat guys what we saw on saturday that he either was reluctant to throw he didn't have the arm to throw it wasn't using the proper mechanics to get it down there but you know one time he he underthrew a deep ball down the middle and then the next time he overthrew drake stoops down the middle and so he's just not confident in his deep passing and so what you need to do then is you just need to amplify the short to intermediate game just throw a ton of that stuff until he gets his confidence back and is able to start hitting those downfield passes with a much more regularity. Uh, but coming up next, let's talk about another wide receiver that's going to be joining the Oklahoma Seniors in the 2023 class. But I got to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football season is back. It's better than ever. And you can get in on the action at Bet Online. It's your number one spot for all the pro and college football this season. With new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests are available at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50 or 100% welcome bonus, rather. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 for football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And, hey, the Oklahoma Sooners landed another top five recruit. To the 2023 recruiting class a class that is ranked number one in the country by 247 sports basically any agency that that monitors recruiting and how teams are doing in recruiting has the oklahoma sooners at number one as they should be right they have put together a fantastic class with deandre moore in uh we're committed to norman now nothing's official official until it's signed but um, until, you know, with with this commitment, the Oklahoma seniors now have you know, it's like four or five star recruits pulling up the site here from two, four, seven sports. Yeah, they have four five star recruits, two, four stars and a three star and that Joshua Bates, the three star center. He's got a guy that many people see him rising up the recruiting rankings over the next year. But four or five-star recruits, DeAndre Moore, coming to the Oklahoma Seniors, or at least committed to the Oklahoma Seniors. He's another Los Alamitos prospect. He played in Nevada and then transferred to Los Alamitos for this season, his junior year. And joining Malachi Nelson, Makai Lemon, which, goodness gracious, that would be a pretty fun uh, high school team to watch with Malachi Mackay and DeAndre Moore. Uh, but here is what Greg Biggins, the national recruiting analyst over at 247 Sports, had to say about him. He says Moore is a two way player and a legitimate top 100 prospect nationally at receiver and safety. He has a solid frame, well muscled, but isn't stiff and is fluid in how he moves. At receiver, he has very good body control, strong hands, and is excellent in jump ball situations. As a safety, he's a smart, high IQ player with a lot of range. He's a physical kid who is always around the ball. He's a willing hitter and solid in coverage as well. He has good ball skills and ball awareness on both sides of the ball. Although he prefers receiver, he might have more long-term upside in the secondary. He runs well but can continue to improve athletically in both his short area quickness and long split speed, but has all the tools to be an impact player at the next level and has NFL upside as well. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, This is a guy that probably size-wise doesn't really fit in Alex Grinch prototypical Uh, defensive back and so he'll he'll probably fit in for the Oklahoma Sooners more at wide receiver and it's probably a guy that they should consider using as their slot receiver when he gets on campus in 2023 Uh, you you listen to those traits and you, you you see a guy that really has all of what you're looking for in a high quality wide receiver high IQ physical good range, good good hands, able to play the ball in the air, good athleticism, and you want somebody in the slot that does have a high IQ because a lot of times you're having to make your reads on the fly, especially if you're running some option routes. You gotta determine what the leverage is that the linebacker's sitting at, the the nickel cornerback is sitting with, is it zone, is it man, and all that stuff, you have to decide like in an instant and be able to adjust your route with the quarterback on the same page to be able to figure out what's gonna be the least path of resistance for us to get a catch of maybe a first down or big play uh so yeah very exciting you know and i think some of the writing was on the wall a little bit whenever he transferred from uh desert pines in las vegas nevada to los alamitos in southern california where malachi nelson was i think many people saw that as a sign that deandre moore was likely headed to the sooners you know Again, nothing is official until National Signing Day. And, and even after that, you know, kids definitely, you know, kids decommit and, and they go back on their letter of intent. Uh, so until you get them on campus in 2023, it's it's always going to be a bit of a waiting game. But, man, that that 2023 recruiting class, that cycle is just looking ridiculous. I mean, Malachi Nelson, the number two quarterback in the country, you got Makai Lemon, a five-star on Webb, five-star running back slash athlete out of Florida. And uh, now DeAndre Moore out of California. Now uh, another five-star guy. It's just, it's stacked. This is just a stacked, stacked uh, recruiting class. And then Phil, you know, forgot to mention even Luke Haas, the tight end out of Bixby Oklahoma that looks like he's going to be a, a, have a chance to be a big time player as a four-star number one tight end in the country. Just the Oklahoma seniors continue to put it together on the recruiting trail and, I think, uh, you know, David mentioned it yesterday when people were concerned about how this might, how the booing and, and the we want Caleb chance might affect recruiting. And I think, you know, the recruits that are coming, Alex Grinch and Lincoln Ryder, they're telling them, like, hey, if you're good enough, you're going to play. We're going to get you on the field. And so if that's the expectation is that, you know, the best players are going to get an opportunity to play, or at least the, the young guys are going to get an opportunity to contribute, then they shouldn't be concerned about. Whether or not a quarterback move would happen or wouldn't happen. They should just know that when they get on campus, that they're going to get a chance to earn a spot within the rotation at whatever position they're at. I mean, you look at a guy like Mario Williams, who, I mean, he was having a really good spring camp, solid fall camp as well. I don't know if many people projected him to be one of the top three receivers on the team but that's what he's been. And in some week, in most weeks, he's been the best receiver on the team, or at least the most productive receiver on the team. Uh, you look at a guy like Billy Bowman, you know, he's the starting slot corner in his true freshman year as well. Danny Stutzman's being productive. Uh, Ethan Downs is, is making plays as well. Uh, Latrell McCutcheon. I mean, there's just a host of guys that they're throwing out there that are freshmen that are standing out so far for the Oklahoma Sooners. And so if you're a top level recruit and you're looking at the Oklahoma Sooners, you're like, what does it matter if the fans are booing and Lincoln, Ryan Or, and then Lincoln Riley makes a change at quarterback. Like everybody else has to rotate their position. Everybody else has to share snaps at times with, with guys on second on the depth chart. So why, I mean, Spencer Rattler has been good. He was good most of last year, but this year it's, it's not been good. And as David likes to kind of say, it's like, it, it shouldn't absolve him from the same level of treatment that the, the rest of the depth chart sees now the quarterback's always going to be treated different. That's just a fact of, of football life. You know, quarterbacks get a little bit special treatment, but yeah, I mean, and, and David has me convinced, you know, I was thinking like there's no way that that Lincoln Riley is going to pull him or that he should pull him. But David's got me convinced, you know, like if they really feel like this is the year that they're going to contend for the national title, they can't be afraid to make moves. That work toward the best interest of that. Now I'm not saying that Caleb Williams is assuredly the best interest or in the best interest of the Oklahoma Sooners offense, but he definitely has more athleticism, athleticism and more mobility that can make things happen when the pocket breaks down and he's going to be able to run for you. And so that that is a wrinkle that maybe Oklahoma should consider you know, utilizing in their, in their offense and not even just as a two quarterback system, but just in certain situations, like, Hey, fourth and one, let's give them something to think about here with a read option. Look so that we can potentially get this, this first down as opposed to just a straight handoff, but yeah, big news. Deandre Moore committed to Oklahoma. That class just continues to get better and better. Sorry for my little aside there. Uh, but We'll continue to talk about this. I think they're gonna they're gonna land several more guys, and this is just gonna be one of those historical classes that you look back on in 24, 25, and you're like, "Geez, how did they get all these guys committed to one class?" Absolutely incredible. So, congr- congratulations, kudos to those guys, the recruiters, the, the assistant coaches, Lincoln Riley, the head coach, for for selling these guys on the Oklahoma product, the Oklahoma brand, playing football at Oklahoma with the chance to go to the NFL. And, and then finalizing those deals. Now, it'll be, it'll be great to f- see those names on the letter of intent dotted line. But in the world of the transfer portal, you never know how that's all going to play out. So let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate and it tastes great. 130 to 180 calories, 17 or 18 grams of protein, you cannot go wrong with Built Bar. I've tried every flavor. They're all great. My favorite stands out. It's the peanut butter brownie. I also love that mint brownie, coconut almond. There's just so many really great flavors and they always have limited time options available to you as well. So make sure you go to builtbar.com use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order over at builtbar.com. And there's no Better way to place bets than listening to the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, I just want to thank you so much for making the Locked on singers podcast your first listen every single day. So thankful that you take the time to listen to the show on your commute to work during your workout Whatever it is that you're doing it in the morning, thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen, and make sure you check out some other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. This morning, while I was mowing the lawn, I made sure that I had, you know, the Locked On Cowboys podcast going. I'm a Cowboys fan, Dallas Cowboys fan. Wanted to hear what Landon McCool and Marcus Moser had to say over there, so. You know, for me this morning, that was my first listen of the day, and it was fantastic. Loved hearing the uh, the discussion of the Dallas was beat down to the Philadelphia Eagles. If you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan and you're a Sooners fan, I, my apologies. Uh, I'm not going to gloat too much about it, but yeah, that was a stomping. And it was one of those situations that the game didn't look near as close as the final score did. Uh, But make sure you go check those guys out, man. If Locked On Sooners is going to be your first listen, make sure you check those guys out for your second listen. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, but, you know, and then check out my guy, Josh Neighbors, on the Locked On Big 12 podcast as well. Just a great show. Gets you ready for the Big 12 weekend, that it is. And every week we do our little roundtable every Thursday's episode. And that's a lot of fun to do with uh, Linda Godfrey of Locked On Pokes and Stephen Simcox of Locked On Horn Frogs. And then joining us this week is going to be Jacob Hatch from Locked On uh, BYU. And so that's going to be a little little interesting little wrinkle as BYU is getting ready to join the Big 12 in the next few years. So it'll be a lot of fun. Let's talk some polls. The AP Top 25 and the Coaches Poll both came out, obviously, this weekend after the the college football slate was done. And uh, Oklahoma drops from third to fourth in the USA Today Sports Coaches Poll. And, I mean, Oregon had gained on them quite a bit in the previous week. They were only, like, single-digit points ahead of Oregon at the time for, for the number three spot. So it's not necessarily all that surprising to see Oklahoma drop from three to four after another close win, uh, Over West Virginia. You know, even though West Virginia is a good team, they had a a significant win over Virginia Tech. I think teams still aren't seeing them in that upper echelon of programs right now. And so, you know, Oklahoma definitely takes a hit by not winning that game a little bit more convincingly because, you know, style points matter. As much as I hate them and I don't want them to be involved in my sports, they matter. It is what it is. But over in the AP top 25 poll, Uh, Again, the Oklahoma seniors fell. They fell two spots from number four where they were last week to number six. Uh, The Oklahoma seniors get replaced by Penn State at number four, Iowa at number five. The top three are are very similar to the coaches poll. Actually, they're the same as the coaches poll, Alabama, Georgia, and Oregon. Um, You know, in the top 10, like we said, Penn State four, Iowa five, you got Oklahoma six, and then the rest of the the top 10, you got Cincinnati at seven, Arkansas at eight, Notre Dame at nine, and Florida at 10. A lot of undefeated teams. This is really, really interesting. You know, there's one, two, three, four SEC teams that are undefeated in the top 10. You got one Big 12 team. You got two Big 10 teams. And then you've got, you know, an American Athletic and an Independent. So that's that's a lot of fun. Uh, sorry. The the f- fourth SEC team is not undefeated. That's Florida. They're three and one after their loss to Alabama. But you got three undefeated SEC teams. Now, a lot of that's going to shake out as the season goes along. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the SEC is just dominating once again. Uh, but it's interesting, man. Penn State, they look like a totally different team now. They're they're flinging the ball around all over the place, putting up big yardage, uh, scoring a lot of points. Uh, you know Iowa's Iowa. They're they're never going to change. Never change Iowa. You know as the sun sets, so does Iowa. Play physical, hard nosed football, uh, and and then Oklahoma is sitting at number six. I mean, it's just going to be what it's going to be until they have a convincing win over a Power Five opponent or at least a Big Twelve conference opponent. It's going to be hard for team or for the voters to put them in that top four or five just because they've struggled out of the gate so far in twenty twenty one. Not anything else much much notable on this you know Oklahoma State's doing well They're they're undefeated Baylor's undefeated at 4-0 and they joined the poll the AP Top 25 this week and then over in the coaches poll um yeah Baylor is in there Oklahoma State's in there as well and Oklahoma that's it Iowa State dropped out of the top 25 in the coaches poll and the AP Top 25 uh disappointing start to their season as as uh as frustrating as things are for the Sooners right now, and they're not scoring a ton of points, you know, their defense isn't allowing a lot of points either and they're winning games and perhaps they found a new way to win games under uh, Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch. After years of seeing, you know, 50 to 48 football games, we're finally getting to see a defense that's competent enough and good enough to get them off the field. in third downs create turnovers, create splash plays and, that's a, that's a huge credit to Alex Grinch and, and the defense that he's recruiting and recruited, and you just hope that you get to keep Alex Grinch around for a little while because at some point somebody's going to try and snatch him up as their head coach. You just hope it's a long time down the road uh, until then. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and making Locked On Sooners your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow as we do our big 12 roundtable with the crew. And then on Friday, we'll get you ready for Kansas State in Manhattan on Saturday. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. Follow the show on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams and read my work over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And until then, Boomer Sooner.